You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. On today's show, I'm going to do a little Q&A about manifestation and law of attraction. I was a guest speaker in my friend Rachel Barber's Total Healing group and it was so much fun. I had a whole chat around manifestation and law of attraction there. And I actually posted that recording in the Uplevel membership. So if you are an Uplevel member, you can find it there. But there are so many great questions. We didn't get to all of them and they sent in a ton of other questions. So I thought I would answer some of these in a podcast episode. And there are quite a few, so I can probably uh, split this into a couple episodes. But I think this is very, very timely. Manifestation is something that I really incorporate into all of my offerings. So in No Bullshit Business School, we talk a lot about the energetics of business and manifestation and brain rewiring and how you shift your energetics to attract in your ideal client and open yourself up to abundance. And then in the brain rewiring certification course. This is something we talk about a lot because brain rewiring is basically the scientific underpinnings of manifestation. And when you rewire your brain, you set yourself up to shift your frequency and attract in exactly what you want. And then of course, in up level, we talk about this topic quite often. And I am excited because I have more and more resources in there coming soon about manifestation. And I just wanted to remind you that doors are currently open. They will be closing August 17th. So if you want to get into the up-level membership, make sure you sign up right now. You can cancel anytime. It's a monthly membership, but in there we have monthly live Q&A calls with the other women in the community. So you can ask any question about all things intuition, manifestation, health, wellness, all the things. And then monthly manifestation parties or activation ceremonies, kind of our intuitive session as a group, as well as the community forum and hundreds of hours of video trainings and video content, exclusive blog posts, online course content. And I am making a new course right now that I'm really excited to share about more in there and my intuitive diaries and channeled messages. I have been posting some videos of messages channeled through me from spirit in there. So if you're interested in all things intuition, manifestation, and wellness, then this is the membership for you. And I post pre-released podcasts in there as well, the video versions. So 
It is the place to be. I love it so much. And I would love to have you there if you're not already in the membership. So you can go to christinaricewellness.com slash membership to uh, learn more and sign up. And again, doors are going to close August 17th. So if you want in, get in now. You can cancel anytime, but the doors will close. Full Spectrum Hemp Oil is one of the most important wellness products in my routine. Cannot live without this stuff. And I'm very picky about what I use. And that is why I only use Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. This has helped me so much with relieving anxiety, helping me wind down in the evenings. It supports my sleep, reduces inflammation, has helped with chronic pain I've dealt with related to my autoimmune diseases, and has really helped to balance out my hormones. Full spectrum hemp oil is amazing because it supports the endocannabinoid system, which is the balancing system in the body. And this is gentle, but powerful. There are not that many supplements that I notice an immediate difference with, but this is one of them. And I know there are a lot of CBDs out there on the market and I have tried many before and honestly don't really notice the results, but Ned full spectrum hemp oil, you will feel it because this is real deal. The only ingredients in Ned full spectrum hemp oil are the cannabidiol, the full range of phytocannabinoids, and non-GMO MCT oil. So there are no fillers or flavors. And because it's not just the CBD, it is the full range of phytocannabinoids, you are getting the full benefits because that is really what is behind the true healing powers of hemp, that entourage effect of the full range of phytocannabinoids. Ned also only extracts from hemp flowers, also known as the buds. Most other companies extract from the stalks and seeds of the hemp plant. And Ned uses a very gentle, slow ethanol-based extraction method done at room temperature, so no high heat or high pressure, which can compromise the profile of the hemp flower or its cannabinoid content. You really wanna be careful when it comes to the quality of your CBD or full-spectrum hemp oil which is why I love Ned so much. It is the highest quality out there and they even go above and beyond by energetically infusing their products with gratitude, positive vibrations, attuning them to binaural beats. They go the full nine yards and you truly feel the difference. And this is something that I've recommended to so many people that has transformed their lives and I have felt that as well. So my daily Ned routine right now is looking like a dropper's worth of the 750 milligram full spectrum hemp oil under my tongue, hold it there for about 30 seconds, then swallow. I do that in the evening, a few hours before I go to bed. And I also use the full natural cycle collection. So if you are a woman looking to balance out your hormones, this is a much. It is so gentle and really makes your period so much more regular and can be a total game changer if you struggle with any symptoms. So if you are ready to try out the best full spectrum hemp oil products on the market, then hop on over to helloned.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. Again, that's helloned.com and you can use that code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. When you get yours in the mail, make sure you tag me in a picture on Instagram and that way I can see what you got. Let's hop into this Q&A and these questions are all related to the law of attraction. And the thing is, I feel like I don't really talk about the law of attraction specifically. I like to just talk about manifestation, which they overlap. But the reason why I think is because when I think law of attraction, I think of the movie The Secret. And I think there's just so much more to manifestation than what is in that 
movie or even just beyond law of attraction itself. So I don't usually talk about the law of attraction. Like, yes, that's a component, but I like to just use the term manifestation because I feel like it's more all-encompassing. And what is a law of attraction? The law of attraction itself, I mean, people have many different definitions. So you can think of it as the ability to attract into our lives, whatever we are focusing on, that our thoughts dictate our reality. But I think it goes it goes deeper than that. And there's a lot of caveats to if that's going to work. The law that I am actually more interested in, and I feel like the, the law of attraction works alongside this, is the law of resonance. So the law of resonance is a universal energetic law that shows us that like attracts like. So we know that everything is energy. The objects around us are energy. We are energy. Our thoughts and our emotions emit a certain frequency. And the law of resonance tells us that vibrational waves attract similar frequencies. So you will attract in experiences, people, opportunities that are at a similar frequency to yours. And that's why the law of attraction doesn't work for a lot of people because they think that the law of attraction is, let me just focus on what I want. They think that if they just think about it and focus on it, that it'll come to them. But the thing is, you won't attract in the thing if you're not at the right frequency. You might have heard people distill the law of attraction down into certain steps. And this is this is what I want to say about the law of attraction. First, knowing what you want, being clear about what you want. And I think whether you are specific or non-specific with that depends on what type of manifester you are according to human design. That's how I like to go off of that. But knowing what you desire is really important. And then yes, focusing on it is important, but also believing it will happen, knowing that you are worthy of it, making sure that your subconscious has proof it is possible, and shifting your vibration, raising your frequency so that you can attract it in. So this is where doing a lot of the shadow work, the self-worth work, the trauma healing, inner child work, that's where all of that comes in. All of that helps you raise your frequency expand your mind, see new possibilities, fully understand that you do create your reality and truly believe that it is possible and that it will come true. When you really believe that something is going to happen and you are affirming it, you can visualize it, you see it, you get really close to it, energetically speaking, you live in alignment with it, which makes it come in. So living your life, knowing that it's going to happen for you, would you need to change anything in terms of the way you act, how your schedule is set up, where you spend your time. Is there anything you need to let go of? All this goes into setting yourself up to attract in that what you want. Knowing what you want, believing it can happen, living your life in alignment with it happening, raising your frequency, visualizing it, seeing it, believing you are worthy of it, believing it will happen for you, showing gratitude daily. These are the steps that will make the law of attraction work for you. I think where it gets a little bit trickier and more complicated is when you break apart that step of believing it and when you dive into the step of shifting your energy so that your frequency is where it needs to be to attract in that thing. So there's a lot more that goes into it than just focusing on something And this is why a lot of people who 
just focus on getting something or think about it, don't get the results they want. And you also have to understand that 95% of our brain activity is beyond our conscious awareness. So you could be thinking that you are thinking something. You could be thinking that you're thinking positive thoughts, which I mean, that alone, it's not even just about thinking positive thoughts. You can think positive thoughts all you want, but it's not really the, the positive piece that's attracting it in. It is just that it is at the right frequency. But my point is you could think that you are thinking the right things, but what about all of those thoughts you aren't even aware of? Because the 95% that you are unaware of consciously is actually a lot more important than the 5% you are conscious of. So that is where the deeper work comes in. So the next question someone sent was, how do you use law of attraction with people who are ruminators, worriers, OCD, etc.?" when just letting it go isn't serving. So first, I just want to say, I see you, I hear you, and I know how frustrating it can be when you are stuck in that rumination and worrying cycle. I was stuck there for the majority of my life. So I just want to say that first, and I think something you can start to think about is finding other people who have been in that cycle before who have gotten out of it. And that can help to expand your mind and help show your mind that it is possible for you. Also reminding yourself of what I had just mentioned, how really what is going to allow you to attract things in is so much of your subconscious mind. So I think there's some peace of mind knowing, okay, if I worry about something in my conscious mind, that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing is happening subconsciously. And the thing is, our thoughts are very powerful, but just because you have a negative thought run across your brain doesn't mean that that's going to become a reality. I mean, think about that. If that were true, lots of people have some really intense, dark thoughts, and not every single thing we think about comes true. The thoughts that are going to actually create your reality are those subconscious beliefs, the ones that have almost become cemented in your brain and are just working on that subconscious level and framing how you see the world. So what I would say is to shift your focus and remind yourself that if you worry about something, that doesn't have to mean that you can't attract it in. Sometimes it can stop you from attracting it in, but it doesn't have to. And instead, I would focus on raising your frequency, just focus on that goal before even manifesting because that manifesting will be a byproduct of raising your frequency. In doing the deeper work, the inner child healing, the trauma work, the brain rewiring, to get to the root of those limiting beliefs, those subconscious thoughts that are causing you to worry in the first place, and really exploring your relationship with trust and also exploring the deeper questions around what you believe in terms of what humanity means, your spirituality, do you believe in a higher power? I think exploring some of those topics and that is related to your relationship with trust, but also just your just trust in general. Diving deeper into where it was when you were younger, where your trust was broken. Maybe that was you lost trust in yourself or you lost trust in a, a parent or an authority figure or a sibling or friendship. Really breaking that down and going backward. And I think Doing that underlying work is going to 
move you a lot closer to manifesting in what you want than simply trying to focus on thinking positive thoughts and not worrying. The more you think, don't worry about it, the more you're probably going to worry about it. So instead, I would shift my focus and do that deeper work. And as you do that, you will thought shift on a subconscious level. And I would be doing affirmations and visualizations regularly. So it's fine if you worry or ruminate. But here is my 15 minutes today that I'm going to sit and visualize exactly that which I want. And it's fine if I worry, but here is the 10 minutes today I'm going to say my affirmations out loud, looking in the mirror, believing it, feeling it in my body as I say them, or writing them down over and over again, getting so excited as I do it. So I think just giving yourself permission to ruminate or worry, but then adding in these other practices and explorations will be the best way for you to manifest what you want. The next question that got sent in was, I heard we can't be attached to what we are manifesting. How do you not emotionally attach to something you want or dream about? Isn't that why we want it? Because we have emotions about it? This is a great question. And I think there can be some confusion around what it means to not be attached to the outcome. That doesn't mean you can't want it to happen. That's great. That's that's the point, right? You want to know what you want. However, being excited and grateful and happy, wanting something from that energy is really different than wanting something from a place of need, desperation, or entitlement, which is a much lower frequency. And when you are attached to something happening from that energy, that is going to block you from attracting in what you want because it is a lower frequency emotion. But if you can shift that desire to a place of excitement and joy and gratitude, then it's a completely different situation. But the other piece here is going back to that relationship with trust. And part of being unattached to the outcome is being unattached to how it comes into you. This is especially important if you are a non-specific manifester in human design, which I am. And what it means to be unattached to how it comes in is really just being open to however the universe presents it to you. So maybe you are trying to manifest in a dream partner. And let's use a man as an example. So you're trying to manifest in a male partner and you have a really clear idea of all the traits you want him to have. And you have an idea in your head about where he went to school and where he grew up and what his family is like and what type of job he has. And there's a difference between being clear on what you want and being attached to it in the sense of if you are so focused on him having all of those traits and showing up to you in a certain way and behaving a certain way and coming from a certain background, you could be blocking exactly what you want from actually coming into you because you're not open to how it might show up which is why it's really important when you're thinking about manifestation to focus on the vibration, right? How do I want to feel in my body? That is what you want to attract in. And so that's really what you focus on because you can know all of these things about what you think you want his job to be and his family to be like and his life to be like and his friends to be like. But what you're really looking for is how he makes you feel. And part of this is the humility to say universe or whatever, whoever you believe in, I trust you to bring this into me in whatever way is for my highest and best. 
If you are so attached to how it's going to come in, then it could drop right in front of you exactly what you want in a different form than you expected it to be, and you wouldn't even notice it. This can come up with partners, with living situations, houses or apartments, with jobs. Maybe you are so clear on the exact job, the exact position you want because you think it is going to make you feel a certain way, create all of these positive changes in your life, X, Y, Z. You have built up a lot of meaning behind what it means to get that thing. And so you're so focused on this job. But what you might not realize is that if you actually get that job, what if it doesn't bring you those same opportunities or feelings that you thought it was going to? It's like a rom-com when the girl wants, you know, the most attractive, successful guy and she's after him the whole time. And then she finally starts dating him and he's a total asshole. And she's like, you know what? I'm actually in love with my nerdy best friend. She was so attached to the outcome, how it was going to come in, that she was stopping herself from seeing what was right in front of her. So really just trusting and being open to how it comes into you and being unattached to the outcome in that sense of this is what I want, but this is really the vibration I'm trying to manifest in and universe. I know you, you will bring it to me in the way it needs to come in. And then the other piece of being unattached to the outcome is the timeline. And this is a really difficult one for people because when they really want something, they tend to, they tend to put a timeline on it. They tend to put a deadline on it. So I really need this house by this date. I really need this job by this date. I really want to get married by the time I am 30. This comes back to trusting that things will come in in the right timing for your highest and best. You might think that you want to buy a house by the time you're 28, but in reality, maybe buying a house by the time you're 28 would put you in a really shitty financial position because you weren't ready for it yet or because you were meant to travel the world first and you don't want to be tied down into that mortgage. There are so many things that can come up in life and it's really about this process of of seeing how things unfold really in divine timing, perfect timing, and truly trusting that. And I know for me, there have been so many things I've wanted to manifest and in my head, I'm thinking, well, this would be really nice for this to happen ASAP. And then it finally happens like three years later. And looking back, I realize, wow, I'm really glad that didn't come into me at that time because I wasn't ready. And usually, you know, it takes some time to gain perspective on that and realize that you weren't ready because we always think that we're ready for what we want. Well, not always, but often when when we are putting a timeline on it, we usually think that we are ready for what we want, but we're not always. And so this is where it comes down to trusting divine timing. And when you are in full alignment and you have a high frequency, if something isn't coming in yet, thinking about, well, maybe it's just not the right time for this to come in, but trusting that it will. And again, when you are putting a strict timeline on it, it tends to shift your energy into needing desperation. And that is a lower frequency and can block you from bringing it in. So yes, of course you can still want it, be excited about it, but that is very different than the energy of entitlement, neediness, desperation, and trying to force it. And that also relates back to this balance of masculine and feminine energy. We all have both masculine and feminine energy and both serve important purposes, but part of masculine energy is 
this, this energy of making things happen and doing, 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 and sometimes forcing it to happen and just being a little bit more aggressive with getting things done. It is that energy of get shit done versus feminine energy is the energy of letting yourself receive, flow, resting, being. And it is in that feminine energy that we can receive what we are looking to manifest. So manifestation and using the law of attraction does not mean just sitting around visualizing and hoping something comes into you. There is inspired action, aligned action that can be taken. And then we we dance between masculine and feminine energy. And when we are in our feminine energy, we are opening ourselves up to receiving. So if you are in the energy of needing something to happen within a certain timeline and trying to force it to happen within that time frame. You are very much in the masculine energy of doing forcefulness and staying in that energy, not letting yourself flow into your feminine. Receiving being can block you from receiving that which the universe wants to give you when you are in full alignment. So that's really what we mean when we say being unattached to the outcome. It is great to have emotions around it. It is great. Emotions are a really powerful way to manifest, pairing visualizations with emotions and shifting those subconscious thought patterns. Emotions are amazing and beautiful, but what you want to think about is the frequency of the emotions that you are manifesting from. I know how difficult it is to find non-toxic deodorant that actually works, and it is heating up over here in San Diego, so it's very important to me that my deodorant lasts all day long, which is why I am so excited to be working with Native. Native deodorant is filled with ingredients found in nature, like coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing effects, and tapioca starch, which helps to absorb wetness. And it's made without any aluminum, parabens, or talc, which all can clog your sweat glands and actually keep you from sweating. So if you're looking for a non-toxic deodorant, I highly recommend trying out Native. They have so many different scents for both men and women, and they have new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. I get their monthly newsletter and I was really excited because their limited edition rosé scent is available now through August 10th. So I am really excited to try that out. And they also always have their classic deodorant scents like coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and citrus and herbal. They also have an unscented formula if you don't like any scent. And they also have a baking soda-free formula for anyone with sensitivities. And that's actually the formula I prefer to use. My go-to has been the sensitive formula of the coconut and vanilla. I absolutely love it. Great for summer, lasts all day long, and it can get pretty sweaty over here in San Diego, especially with all the time I'm spending outside now, being closer to the beach. This stands the test and doesn't stain my clothes at all like other deodorants that I've tried before. It's vegan and never tested on animals. And I was actually really excited in their newsletter. They were talking about their Plastic Free by 23 initiative that is their goal to provide sustainable packaging options for all of their products by the end of 2023. So they have launched their Plastic Free deodorant made from 100% paperboard and 0% plastic available in five different scents. 
and it's shipped in a plastic-free bag made from 100% recycled paper. So if you are looking for a more environmentally friendly option, check this out. If you haven't yet gotten your hands on Native Deodorant, now is your chance. For 20% off your first purchase, just go to nativedeo.com wellness or use my promo code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S during checkout. Again, that's nativedeo.com, N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O.com slash wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, or use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 20% off your first order. Definitely let me know which scent you get. This deodorant has changed my life and I'm excited for you to try it out. The next question someone sent in is, some people say to manifest it every day while others say, let it go and stop thinking about it. Which is it? What I would say here is kind of a mixture of both because when you're really manifesting something, you are getting in the, in alignment with it. You are raising your frequency to match it. And so manifesting is really more about being than anything else, being in alignment and living your life in that way. So it doesn't have to be something that you constantly are thinking about, but I do think it helps to have dedicated time where you are excited about it and thinking about it, visualizing it and really living your life, knowing that it will come to you. So yes, you manifest it every day in the sense of manifesting requires shifting how you think and live and move through the world, who you spend time with. It's really like a lifestyle change to be to be in alignment with what you want to bring in. But then also, yes, let it go and stop thinking about it in the sense of stop being desperate for it. Don't try to force it to happen. Really manifesting it from that higher vibration emotion. The problem isn't thinking about it itself. It is usually the way in which people are thinking about it. If they are thinking about it from a place of, I don't believe this is going to happen, or how do I make this happen? or I need this to happen now, or this isn't going to work for me. It's really about that element of trust. And so much of becoming an effortless manifester is building that trust muscle, as well as building your self-worth and truly believing that you can get this and you will get it and you deserve it. So that's really what, what is important when you think about, you know, do I need to let it go? You need to let it go in the sense of coming from this place of doubt, need, distrust, disbelief, trusting that you are taking the steps every day to be in alignment with what you want and you're visualizing it, you're believing it, you are setting your life up so that you are ready to receive it, but you don't have to force it to happen. That's a really good question. These are great questions. So the next question someone sent in was, I'm new to spirituality, quotes, and I still feel weird talking about it. How can we be more comfortable embracing our spiritual self? So I totally know what you mean. And this is something that I know a lot of people feel and I felt for a while. And that's part of why I've been wanting to talk about it more and more to help people become more comfortable with it. And I think what helps the most is being in the energy of, and talking to people who are totally comfortable with spiritual topics. It can feel uncomfortable whenever we are new to 
any topic or space and how you get comfortable with it is just getting more and more in the energy of it and familiarizing yourself with it and gaining more experience in that area. And what what does that mean? That means just opening yourself up to more conversations around it, which before you even get there could look like, you know, maybe reading some books or seeing energy healers or seeing intuitives, listening to podcasts related to these topics, asking questions about it like you are. I know that I became more and more comfortable embracing my spiritual self the more I was around people who were very confident in their spiritual selves. So I used to think all of this was weird and woo-woo and I was really just suppressing a very important piece of myself. And then the more people I hung out with who were very spiritual and very confident in it, and it was so much a part of their lives, just who they were and what they talked about, the more I was exposed to those types of people and in their energy and, and hearing them talk about it, the more comfortable I became exploring it. And In a way, it almost turned into the opposite thing where I felt like, wow, I think I might be the outsider if I don't actually start to look into some of this stuff. But it can feel really uncomfortable talking about it if no one else in your circle talks about it. So I think about certain groups I would hang out with and, you know, the people I grew up with, very different type of people than the people I met when I went to college, very different people than people I met when I went to nutrition school. And there are certain groups that I felt comfortable talking about certain topics with and others where we just didn't talk about certain topics. So finding your community of people who do like to talk about this and who are comfortable with their spiritual selves will help you become more comfortable embracing your spiritual self. So if this is something you are looking to explore, I of course recommend joining Uplevel so that you can be in the vibration of people who are exploring this and are comfortable and want to learn more about their spiritual selves and spirituality and their own unique intuitive gifts, that is a great place to find community. I mean, everybody in this community here is very open and loving. I also think that having a session with any type of healer or intuitive or reader that calls to you, whether that is a psychic, it could be a medium, a tarot card reader, any type of intuitive, a Reiki healer, a human design reader, an astrology reader, an Akashic Records reader, anyone who works with a more spiritual energy to them, having a session with that type of person can really help you open this up for yourself and become more comfortable with it. So this is related to the next question, which I've addressed here a couple times, but I think it's worth just saying again. So somebody asked, how do we explore our spirituality and help it grow? And I really recommend listening to my last couple podcasts. Look into joining Uplevel for the content there. Check out my Instagram live on my Instagram about how to get more messages. But really the way you explore your spirituality is the same way you would explore anything else. Asking questions around it and exposing yourself to information about it. So listening to podcasts around spiritual topics, going to see different types of intuitives or energy healers, reading books around different spiritual topics, listening to channeled messages, just anything that's going to get you in in that frequency, in that energy, being in the energy of people who talk about these topics. That's a great way to start exploring your spirituality. And I also think that it's really important to have some type of spiritual practice. So I mean, meditation is a classic one. 
I think everybody should be meditating. It's a great time to connect with your guides, angels, spirit, but creating that open space for messages to come through and asking for them very specifically and playing with different tools, whether that's tarot cards, oracle cards, a pendulum, crystals. And I also think if you feel really called to it, you know, working with some type of intuitive or mentor and asking them and, you know, you can ask this yourself of of your guides or of spirit. How do I explore my spirituality? What's my next step? And opening yourself up to the clues, listening to the clues. It's like this big, really fun treasure hunt. You've heard me say many times, but that's really what the journey is like. And so the general idea of my advice is learning more about it and having experiences with it. And so that could look like podcasts or books or movies, talking to other people about it, having your own experiences, working with intuitives or healers and meditating and opening up that space for you to get the information directly. So I will share, you know, what helped me open up a lot was following the clues. And I learned I learned a lot about spirituality and my intuitive gifts from the different people I worked with along the way, from my Reiki master to different psychics I've worked with to spiritual mentors I worked with for longer periods of time to all the different readers I've worked with. So I picked up pieces there, but it took me a really long time. I mean, too long (laughs) to really realize that with all of these questions I had around spirituality, the most helpful thing I could do was just be in the energy of curiosity and follow the clues that were laid out in front of me and follow my intuition. What was I drawn to? What was I interested in? What showed up in my awareness that I was interested in? And I just kept following those clues. And that overlapped with me having dedicated time. And instead of asking everybody else from outside of me what what to do next, I asked my guides. I asked source, I want to develop this more. Can you please teach me about this? And sometimes they have taught me by telling me directly or showing me directly when I have my connection time with them. And other times they have taught me by sending people my way or books my way in my three-dimensional reality, sending me the information that way. But when there was something new I was interested in, curious about, I would just very clearly ask, you know, please show me the next step here. What do I need to know about this? I want to learn about this. What do I need to know? And it doesn't always happen that day. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't always. It does always come right when it's supposed to. And I think just learning more and more about the different ways that messages can come through is really helpful. So again, I talked a bit about this on my last Instagram live, which I might be two back by the time this by the time this releases, and also two episodes back, my episode about channeling and receiving messages, and also just hearing other people's spiritual journeys. I know a lot of people have told me that by me sharing more of my journey, they have realized that a lot of their experiences <laughs> were spiritual reactivations or awakenings or just spiritual experiences or intuitive hits, and they didn't realize that before. So it can be really helpful to hear the different ways that messages can come in, and that might open open your eyes or ears, <laughs> however you want to say it, to the messages you're already receiving. 
And then someone asked, what does a download feel or look like? I don't think I've ever had one. I get body tingling and lightness sensations when I meditate, but nothing like what people describe as downloads really ever come through. So this can look different for everyone. And sometimes it comes, it comes through as a sensation in your body. Sometimes you can hear it or you can see an image or you just have this immense knowing in your body. It can be a really strong sign. But for me, usually when I use the term download, what I think about is if I'm in meditation and it just comes to me, like I hear the answer, I see the answer, I just know the answer in my full body, or I will quote download information. And it usually activates my entire body. I feel I feel a lot of heat. I feel really lit up. I feel tingly. And I just, I know the information. It was just a download that came through. But people receive downloads in many different ways. And I mean, that term can be overlapped with intuitive messages. I think for me, I kind of use, I use those phrases slightly differently. An intuitive message, I mean, I get lots of intuitive messages, but whenever I say I got a download, to me, it's like one of those really big messages. Uh, That's how I use the term. Like I felt it in my whole body. It just came through. It's like like I was struck by lightning with the answer I was looking for or this clarity, this immense clarity. But how that clarity comes through could be hearing, hearing the words, seeing the words, just knowing, seeing a vision. It can come through in many ways, but it is just this immense sense of clarity, knowing information. It's that moment when you're just like, oh my God, it came through. It came through. I know. I know what to do. The next question someone sent in was, how do you get yourself to actually believe the feelings that you are trying to manifest? I find myself affirming what I want, but I don't actually feel or believe them. For example, I want to attract an abundance of money and health. I have told myself for years and visualized abundance in those things, but I never really believe it and it therefore has not come true. How do I bridge the gap between saying and truly believing? This is a really important question because this is a key piece of law of attraction and manifestation. You have to believe that it's going to become true for it to work. And when it comes to affirmations, I was actually just just teaching this lesson in No Bullshit Business School around affirmations. They don't work if you don't believe them. So you can say it as much as you want, but if you're just going through the motions, saying it, reading it like it's this stale piece of poetry that you do not understand, then it's not going to come true because so much of what makes the affirmation powerful is the emotion behind it. So a few things here. First, doing doing that deeper work of believing that it is possible for you. So this is where it comes back to finding examples of something similar happening to other people. Whether or not you know those people doesn't matter. It could be a celebrity. It could be someone you hear on a podcast. But finding similar examples of people who in that area have achieved what you want to achieve, starting from a place similar to where you are starting from and having three to five clear examples in your mind of people who have made it happen so that your subconscious knows it can happen. And then from there, doing the deep work of, do you believe you are worth it? Do you believe that it can happen for you? Are you worthy of receiving that? And so a lot of the shadow work, the inner child healing, the trauma work can really help with with that, which is a deep process. But if you don't believe that you are worthy, 
of feeling that way or of achieving that thing, then you can't bring it into you, right? Because even if you see it happening for other people, you have to fill in that gap of, okay, it happens for other people and I know it's possible and I am also worthy of receiving that too. So this is where the self-love and worthiness work comes in. And then what I would say is starting to think about times in your life where you have felt similar emotions. Where in your life have you felt abundant, healthy, wealthy? And I want you to think really broadly about that. That could be a moment of standing on the beach and seeing this wide, expansive, beautiful ocean in front of you and feeling like you could swim forever, you could be on the beach forever, you're playing, you're laughing, you're having fun, you're in the sun, and there's just this abundance of love in the air. That could be a feeling of abundance. Or maybe there was a time when you went to a really nice hotel and you felt so abundant there. And even though you stay there for one day, you felt really abundant in that situation. Or maybe it was a time when someone in your life really just made you feel so seen, heard, and loved, whether that's a partner or a parent or a friend or a pet. In that moment, you felt an abundance of love or a time you spent with a group of friends. I think some of the times when I feel most abundant is just when I'm feeling immense love and I'm with a group of friends who understand me so deeply or I'm with a person in my life who just makes me feel so seen, heard, and loved. Those are times when I feel really abundant. Or maybe it's a time when you got really dressed up and you were wearing a really nice outfit and got yourself you know, all done up, you did your hair, maybe put on makeup, and you felt really just abundant in that moment. So I want you to expand your idea of what abundance means and search for memories or times in your in your life when you when you felt those emotions. And thinking about when you felt the healthiest, when you were running and playing and jumping and laughing and dancing, or if there was a time in your life where you felt really abundant with with money, Maybe it was your first really big paycheck and you you feel that energy in your body, you have that memory. But if there are no memories that come to mind of you feeling like you had wealth or health, and remember, those can just be in small moments and it doesn't have to be the same level of wealth or health that you're looking for now, but we're looking for those times when you felt that emotion in your body. But even if you don't have those memories, think about when you have felt abundant in other aspects of your life, feeling an abundance of love or time or freedom or knowledge. Abundance can mean a lot of different things. And so focusing on memories like that, that times when you felt abundant and feeling that emotion in your body, that can help you start to remember that feeling and believe the feeling that you're trying to manifest. Because you can connect it back to other times in your life when you felt that vibration, even if it was in a different context. And the last thing I will say about this is if you're not believing your affirmations, you might just need to rephrase them. When you, if you're using affirmations to help you with the manifestation process, then it's really important to craft it in a way that makes you excited to say them and makes you believe them. So some people make their affirmations just by copying sentences of things that sound good from someone else, which can be a great place to start, but it doesn't work if it sounds like something that is so foreign out of your mouth. So 
using your own language, your own verbiage to say the same content is really important because it's more believable when it's in your own language. Another thing you can do is phrase the statements as questions. So this helps me a lot with things that I feel like are a little bit less believable. Like, holy shit, I cannot believe I just healed overnight. How did I just make 100K in a month? So you can affirm things are happening, but in a question format that can make it feel a bit more believable because it's it's in the question format, which by definition, like has a feeling of disbelief. So it's like you're affirming it's happening, but you are acknowledging that feeling of disbelief, but it can still happen. And I think we've all we've all had those moments in our lives where something happens and you're like, holy shit, I cannot believe that happened. So you're just playing off of that emotion. And so I think, you know, remembering a time when you did feel abundant and rephrasing your affirmations in a way that makes them feel much more believable to you will really, really help you bridge the gap between saying and truly believing. So many great questions. I still have a bunch here, so maybe I'll do a part two. Please let me know if you want a part two. And if you have any questions that you would like answered, you can comment on the most recent Q&A post on the Wellness Realness Podcast Instagram page. You can email them in to podcast at christinaricewellness.com or submit them on my website, christinaricewellness.com and just go to the podcast page. I'm so excited to answer your questions about all of these topics. So please, please, please send them in. Don't forget, you can get exclusive behind the scenes access to content related to the show and my life on my private Instagram account, Wellness Realness Crew. All you have to do to gain access to that is DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review for the show to that account, Wellness Realness Crew. And when I get your request, to follow and that DM of the screenshot of your iTunes rating interview, you'll get access to the page. You can also connect with other podcast listeners on our Facebook page, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. And don't forget to check out the up-level membership if you want to dive deeper into these topics, get exclusive access to channel messages and ask me your questions directly on our Q&A calls. It is so much fun. That's all at christinaricewellness.com slash membership. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next episode.